Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Hope you're all keeping well. Uh, welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Hurling Podcast with your host, Mark Kennedy. Joined this week again by regular contributors, Kieran Collins and Rory Walsh. And we're absolutely delighted and honoured to have the legend that is Charlie Carter uh, with us tonight. Lads, how are things? Very good, Mark. Yourself? Good, Mark. Good, Mark. Great. Charlie, how are things anyway? Uh, I see that you're busy managing up in the big smoke uh, this year with Luke and Sarsfields. How's that yeah. all going for you? Yeah. Yeah, look, it took on the role, uh, Mark, last uh, February, um, and look, really enjoying it. Um, had our first championship match last Friday evening again, uh, Kilmacud, and uh, we're both missing a few players, but uh, we came out the uh, right side of a four point victory. So, look, it's nice to have the two points in the bag, but that's all it, that's all it really is. Great stuff. No, it's a great start, anyway. I know the crummies are in the club there as well, so big, massive yeah. attention there in Luke and uh, this year. Paul is round all right. Unfortunately, Chris in Australia, and uh, I just can't get the Australian authorities to kick him out. So um, <laughs> we'll have to go with him. <laughs> you never know. With the World Cup and everything else, he might he might come home for the hurling championship. But uh, yeah, I suppose uh, guys, I suppose our focus is on the All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship final. It's a repeat of last year's epic encounter between Limerick and Kilkenny. And I suppose guys, we'll kind of look at the paths that the two teams have had this season. With the final, we'll look at some of the key matchups that you feel maybe decisive, and uh, yeah, kind of get a few predictions from you. I know it could be a bit partisan here, you know, <laughs> given the demographic, but uh, yeah, we'll give it our best shot, I suppose. Uh, guys, Charlie, I suppose from the Kilkenny perspective, there's been a change in management. Legendary Brian Cody uh, departed, Derek Ling has taken over, and I suppose it'd be fair to say that Kilkenny haven't missed a beat this season. I suppose, can you get your thoughts in terms of the season so far? Yeah, well, look, I suppose Derek has a, a, has a lot of experience. He, he was with Brian for maybe seven or eight years before he went on uh, on his own route in the under-20s. And he landed a, a title again in Limerick last year. Um, yeah, uh, so loads of experience. A, a very sound guy and uh, has a good backroom team with him. And, um, you know, the Derek Ling era is definitely up and running, um, I suppose. It was great to get that bit of silverware for him, I suppose, especially uh, in the Leinster final, you know. And... Uh, I suppose you know he's he's definitely putting his own stamp on the on the team uh, this year. There's a lot more of the short game being played, you know. So, and uh, where Brian mightn't have been comfortable playing the short game, uh, Derek is very comfortable playing the mixture of the short and and uh, and the long game, you know. So, definitely the Derek Linger is up and running anyway. Yeah. And Mikey Butler getting up scoring goals wouldn't be a yeah a typical but, thing you'd see in the quality times either, would it? No, because I remember years ago, uh, someone when Ollie Welsh started Mercy was uh, managing the team, someone gave a back pass to Mickey and the goal. So he's Ollie nearly had palpitations in a dugout, but you know, that's just the way it's gone. Yeah, yeah, all hurlers now. You have to move with the times, and, and you mean cornerbacks are going up the field, whether it be club hurling or, or, or inter county hurling, and, and if they get in range, they're, they're not afraid to pull the trigger. Now, scoring goals are right. Um, I think Mikey enjoyed that one, all right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely quality and quality finish from Mikey, yeah, particularly yeah. in that Leinster hurling final. I suppose Karen get you in here. I suppose if we're kind of treating it from a Limerick representative viewpoint, you're probably it. I suppose from Limerick standpoint, you know it's been a pretty successful year at the moment. Alliance Hurling League champions, and obviously Munster, they were given as good as they got with all opponents. Maybe a comfortable semi final, but they'll realise on Sunday that Kilkenny are a very formidable side given the battle twelve months ago. I suppose get your thoughts. Yeah, I think there's a kind of there's a couple of different ways you can look at this year regarding Limerick. Um, 
you know, a lot of people will say that they're they're not the formidable force they were in maybe years gone by. And I suppose look at the results. There's only a point or two between most games they played this year. But you know, Munster was a tough campaign, and I suppose they came through. You know, I suppose you know, beating Clare in the in the Munster final. You know, albeit only by a point. I think it's more so not the results, so it's the manner of the of the wins for me. It's like you know the, I suppose similar to Kenny in ways like they they just seem to know how to win, and and win games that they probably you know sometimes don't deserve to win, um and I suppose that's embedded into Kenny and I think for Limerick it's it's something they've developed themselves as a team is that they they don't seem to panic, they, you know they 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 continue with the game they're playing um. And I suppose we've seen it a lot of time over the last few years where games where have been really tight and they've just, you know, they dug it out. And I suppose it's a, it's a sign of a really good team that, you know, when the, the pressure does come on and the game is in the melting pot that, you know, a lot of the time they're there, thereabouts. And, you know, I I would have heard people after the, the semifinals, you know, when Kenny be clear saying, oh, another handy all Ireland for Limerick. I think it's the opposite. I, I would fear this team completely. For a couple of different reasons, like the Kennys are going to have their own motivations. They haven't won one in what eight years, or this is eight years this year. You know, TJ, you know, possibly could be his last year. You know, obviously age is going against him. Just he'd love to go out on a high of, of winning All Ireland. And I think just the fact that you know Limerick are one game away to get into the status and to the, you know, to the not many teams have done it to four in a row. And I think that you know. Kilkenny are going to be the one team that would like to stop Limerick doing that. And, uh, you know, I think while Limerick have motivations, Kilkenny definitely have their own as well. Yeah. Rory, get you in here from a clear perspective. You would have had full view of Limerick and Kilkenny this season. So I suppose, can I get your thoughts, maybe kind of coming into the season, but also the final uh, this weekend? For a while, it didn't look like you were going to have a Limerick-Kilkenny final, especially halfway through the Munster Championship in a way like Limerick were... Uh, you know, every game was down to the skin of their teeth, kind of just to get out of it. And I think it helped Limerick having winning the Munster final was huge for them after the Munster campaign they had, and the fact that they've been on the road now for a few years and even getting to the league final, I suppose as well, they didn't get much of a break that way. But um, winner gave them against Galway, they looked a bit more, a bit more, especially in the second half, a lot more energy about them. First time this year that they really kind of hit that level. I'm saying that as well. You Galway um, capitulate. But uh, yeah, and from a Kilkenny point of view, I suppose like the main thing for Kilkenny was they showed in the semi-final and the Leinster final that they were able to hang in when things weren't going well and they were going through a bad patch. They were able to just hang in there in the game and, uh, you know, and be right in there at the finish. Even to an extent last year in the Ireland final, they were dominated, but yet right at the end of the game, they were still there and sort of you know, flipped the results completely right at the end. So um, yeah, going to make for an intriguing final. And, um, yeah, all to play for, I suppose. Well, I think, uh, Rory, that point in the semi-final against Clare where, you know, Clare were, you know, a couple of points down at half-time, but that, you know, maybe midpoint to the second half where Clare got two points up. If you compare that to the Limerick-Galway game the day before, Galway, I think Limerick got the three or four points up. Galway just threw the towel in. But I suppose it's testament to Kenny, and it's just, look, it's the, it's the attitude they have and the work rate, and I suppose just that they, they never give up. And, you know, two points down at that point to Clare. I think if you're a gambling man in running, you be you would be would have been back in Clare. But just uh, you know, it's Kilkenny. You know, and this is what they do. They they don't give up, and I suppose they keep fighting. And um, and I think that's why this final Sunday it's going to go to the wire because you have two teams similar in their you know their attitude and the work rate they bring towards the game and and trying to get a win over the line. 
Charlie, you need, you need a bit of luck as well, lads. And look, of course, they played. Kenny got that little bit of luck again, uh, Claire, in, in in the semi-final where you know the, the the goal was called back for free, and you know, okay, ultimately uh, the goalie and, and the full back or whoever it was came out with the ball that time, and and it was a bit foolish to be coming up the middle uh, playing a short one. You'd rather, if you're playing a short one, you'd rather be out in the sideline where you can at least have some chance of covering it off. But uh, you know, Billy Ryan got a lovely little flick in and. Who better to be um, picking up a ball on a TJ Reid? And you know, if I if I was, um, I wouldn't be playing a short one anywhere TJ Reid to be. I knew that for sure. No, you know, absolutely. so you know that. And I think TJ missed the goal last year. You know, what I mean, he had a chance of a goal. I think in the semi-final or the final where he pulled the trigger himself. But yeah. this time, you know, he was unselfish and and uh, drew the cover. And uh, um, you know, on Cody, I thought he was going to delay it. Now he he nearly, If you look at the if you look at the goal again, there was nearly hooking, but he 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 actually he got there, but. Uh, he had much time to spare now with the strike, I tell you that. So, anyway, look at the. I, I suppose look at the one thing Kenny will do when they did last day was, uh, you know, Claire owned it the most the first twenty minutes of the second half because where the spread and only Kenny's, uh, you know, they have that knack of hanging in there and they don't panic and they got a the few scores at vital time and it's amazing how they turned it around. The fresh legs came in and the bit of experience of Killian Buckley, uh, Walter Welch and 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 Porrick Welch and, and Richie. You know, Walter got a free. Uh, Richie drew free to where, where he was going nowhere at the time. Uh, it was a bit rash from the from was a Conor Cleary that you know he should have stood him up rather than charging into him. And uh, Parik, I think, slapped over on yeah under the Cusick stand uh, near the end as well. So you know that bench is going to be huge again on Sunday. Uh, we don't know whether David Blanchfield is going to play or not. And uh, if he doesn't play, will he go with old with you know will he go with experience or chance uh, maybe Dara Corcoran, who has uh, the young legs and yeah. It, it, you know, there's, there's not a full hour in Killian Buckley's, there's not a full hour in Parry Quills or probably Walter. So he might go with, uh, you know, who knows, maybe Darren Corkman could be the man to come in there right, if, uh, if David don't make it. Then someone said that David was trained last Saturday. So you hear all these things, but unfortunately, the closed doors, so the yeah, kind of notes an important fixture when you hear the million and one rumors going around for both. Uh, counties really to be fair but I suppose Charlie kind of looking at the Kilkenny ex- you know the youth and experience it complementing it together so well and even the likes of Tom Phelan I think could be playing a massive role uh, for the game on Sunday Dermot Burns a, a massive role to play yeah you know it's unusual where you're hoping your, your halfback or you're, you're trying to stop your halfback the opposition's halfback from scoring more than what you want to score yourself but hopefully that's just the way this Limerick team is and you know, that's a savage halfback line, whether whether Declan Hannon is in it or he's not in it. Uh, you know, it's a serious halfback line. And, uh, you know, we know what they're doing, the, the damage they're doing. You know, uh, I suppose last year it was, it was strange. Gerald Hegarty had a free of the park last year. And, and, I mean, I remember looking out for the Hogan stand and, you know, Paddy Deegan was on, but Paddy's not a man marker. Paddy's more, he likes to do too much hurling to, to pick up a guy. And we were there, everyone understands us, we just change him and go with Hegarty because he was having that much of an influence on the game. And, uh, you know, I remember coming down the stretch and, and it, it, some people say it was a two-point hammer, you know what I mean? But we, we actually had a chance to have two shots at goal to, to, I think, go ahead at one stage. And there was a couple of Limerick fans sitting beside me and they were great having fun out for the whole game. And uh, look, obviously Limerick were winning and winning well all the way. But, you know, squeaky bum time coming down last 10 minutes. So I was knocking great crack over the two guys. So <laughs> was beside me. But, um, yeah, so look, at it. it's a serious halfback line. And, you know, Kenny have a few young lads 
um, a few young lads there. Yo, there's a lot of lads there with no all-earned medals, so that's going to be, um, you know, that's a big thing for them, you know? That's one, it's a huge factor, I think, Charlie, because, um, you know, you talk about Kenny and you, you know, I've listened to a few, I suppose, ex-players being interviewed this week, Owen Larkin, and, you know, they're, they're, the first question is how many medals and all-stars do you have, but as you said, there's a lot of young guys in this team who are trying to carve their own career and, and, and win their own medals, and I suppose, um, you know, they're going to have more motivation. So obviously TJ has these medals, but like Simone Cody and, and Mullen and these players, that, I suppose they're really only starting out. So people are around a couple of years, um, you know, they, they want to they want to win as many medals as well. Owen Larkin or any of these guys have as well, like, you know. I suppose I was just going to say, I suppose Kilkenny against Limerick the last couple of times in the league final, Kilkenny conceded to took out to Limerick and let Limerick work the ball out, which I think is a very dangerous thing to do. Because it's something they've been doing for four or five years, just their ability to work the ball up up to score in the area. And then uh, last year, then uh, uh, I think Kenny were kind of looking over their shoulder at Gillan a lot last year, and the Limerick half forward line gives serious damage. Like you can't afford to. I, I know you have to try and cut off the space in front of Gillan as much as possible, um, as we saw against Clare in the Munster final when they weren't able to do that. The damage he did, even the last day against Galway as well, there was a uh, serious damage from from Gillan. The, even though he had limited ball at times, but every time it went in, he caused caused havoc. So, uh, yeah, it's just twice that Kenny have tried two different things against Limerick forward line, and it hasn't really worked to full effect. So, um, and I think like last uh, year, so as you said, Rory, like the Limerick half forward line scored one was at one fifteen from from uh, in the in the final, you know. So, I suppose it's 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 a question for Kenny this year, you know. I suppose they've seen how Clare targeted the the game against Limerick and. I suppose they left all that space, you know, in front of um, Galan and Flanagan, and um, I suppose Limerick or from early on, you know, the the intent was there. Every ball that was going in were, were, was played into Galan, and I suppose if Kilkenny do sit back, you're you're probably allowing more room then for the half forward line, who are happy to take points from from distance. So I suppose it, it'll be interesting to see. I think Galway worked well for the first twenty minutes last day, um, have a Mannion and I suppose Kincannon back around there. Um, you know, I suppose it really, I suppose shut down the ball going in towards Galan is the, is the main aim you can you know you can hope for, but I suppose you know I think last year, you know, Kilkenny would have learned a lot from giving that space and time to the to the half forward line. I suppose as Charlie said, I've go there with um, uh, Gold Hegarty getting the freedom in the park and, and scoring what he did. Yeah, just as well. Um, with I suppose a team that have had the the greatest, I suppose, joy in a way against, or, who have been closest to Limerick when they've met them, have been Clare, and the big factor is, you see Ryan Taylor and David Fitzgerald coming right back into the half-back line to help him to turn over ball, and maybe that's something Kilkenny half-hour line didn't do as well last year, because Kilkenny half-back line were really exposed, they seemed to be, it seemed to be one-on-one -one all the time, particularly, with, uh, I can remember Hegarty switching wings and puck outs and just having 30 yards of space in front to run onto ball, and very interestingly afterwards, there was an interview with uh, Nicky Quaid and he was asked, like, uh, I think it could have been Dermot Maloney who was saying to him, saying, uh, how, like, you must spend hours practicing the puckouts because they seem to just go exactly, the ball goes exactly to a tee. And he said, no, <laughs> I look for space. And I know if, if there's space, there are far as a left to throw yeah. into. So I'm just looking for space to hit it on. That's what Limerick did really well against Kilkenny. They were able to manage that space last year in the, in the Leinster final. And I think Kilkenny then reacted that way in the league final this year by saying, well, we won't. We'll cut off that space from the puckout, pull them in back and fill all those gaps. But it just left Limerick a chance to put uh, Barry Nash, and he dictated that league final. So it's probably back to the drawing board a small bit again. And I'd say, in a way, Kilkenny might be glad they made that league final because they now know that that tactic won't work either. So 
they have a chance to try something a bit different and maybe it is just getting a ferocious work right out of the half hour line coming back and helping out the half back line I think you'll, you'll flip around for from Kilkenny's puck outs then I think Limerick last year you know I suppose sat off you know promoting maybe the Kilkenny to take the short puck out and I suppose the main aim is like the fear of when Kilkenny go along that's how dangerous they are you know the, the goal trail is in there TJ Reid Mossy Keown you know, they scored is it, 15 goals this year, um, you know, to Limerick's nine. Now, I suppose if you, you know, look at the other side of it, they've conceded 11 to, to Limerick's four. So I suppose when they're, they're scoring more than they're conceding, but um, I suppose that some of them goals have come against maybe lesser opposition without disrespecting counties. You know, I think Antrim got three, uh, Wexford yeah. for, scored four, you know. Um, now, I suppose on days where, Maybe the same uh, appetite mightn't have been there for Kilkenny, considering they were true already against Wexford. But mm. I sure still with facing into Galan, probably the most on form up there, you know, striker or forward this year with Cody, um, with Owen Cody, the two of them are the, I suppose, the two main guys this year for their teams. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a real concern for Hugh Lawler um, going into the, into the final this weekend. And also, like, let's in the semi final, they conceded maybe four or five clear goal scoring opportunities. Like, um, one was taken, but uh, well, one and one disallowed, but there was other chances as well, and only for the brilliance of Owen Murphy inside there. So, um, like, they were opened up four or five times, and Limerick might be that bit more clinical, you know, with chances, uh, goal chances, when they present themselves as they usually are. As we know, Flanagan as well is very good to finish a goal chance when it arises. And we saw Hegarty's what was a half chance last year that turned out to be an absolute bullet into the top corner. So that's something Kilkenny cannot concede as many goal chances to Limerick as they did in the semi final. It's just something that, like, uh, if, if Kilkenny are to have a chance, they have to mi- limit Limerick to maybe just that one goal or whatever, and they might need a couple of goals. One thing um, that uh, Charlie was saying was that. Um, you know, that Kilkenny have mixed it up this year and we can see that. I just think they're going to actually go along uh, a bit more in the final than they have so far in that the, if they were to learn one positive from what Galway did against Limerick was that Galway were able to, at the very start of the game, when they were man-to-man inside, they were able to go along and they had the ball winners in there at the start to cause Limerick a bit of trouble. Um, in the second half, that wasn't going to work with the extra Limerick defender there um, and Galway seemed to find them more often than not. But it's just something I think Kilkenny won't drop a sweeper and uh, when they go along, uh, they'll probably look, you know, long ball into Cody, maybe inside. Billy Ryan, like, he's he's good in the air, as we've seen. Doesn't actually, seems to show more prom, more promise than he delivers, like, at times. Um, seems to just get that one, two scores a game, but uh, has the potential in the air as well to grab a ball. So I think Kenny might see that as a, rather than trying to work through a middle third where Limerick, you know, have have kind of outworked teams at middle third, maybe to try and bypass it a bit more than we've seen um, from Kenny so far this year. Yeah, but I think that, you know, as you, I, I do agree that like uh, Kilkenny will go along, but because I think there is a a narrative out there, and it's probably not far wrong, is that like you're going to have to score two or three goals to beat this Limerick team. Um, I think it's easier said than done. I think this year, so they they've they've only conceded one goal a game. You know, if when they when they did concede goals, and I think it's a real testament to Limerick. You know, without arguably the best cornerback in in recent times, and Sean Finn missing since the the earlier rounds and the in the round robin of Munster. Um, is what Declan Hannon the last day. Um, you know, I suppose it, obviously Richie English has been named to be injured again for for Sunday. So like that's three you could say defenders out of a you know maybe a pick of six or seven, and maybe it leaves them a little bit light if any player gets injured on Sunday. But I think it's a testament to the defensive unit that 
you know, the likes of Sean Finn goes into all injured and you can bring in Mike Casey and it just seems to be as seamless as it was. You know, I think if you were to compare that with other teams, like if um if Galway were to lose a, you know, a Dahi Burke or, you know, Cahill Barr for Tipperary, I think it'd be you know, you you'd feel it in games. Um I don't think Limerick have showed that, especially with Sean Finn, because, you know, he's unbelievable, especially I suppose a man marker, you know, if you want some I think like Sean Finn would have been definitely earmarked for own Cody this weekend had he had he been fit. So I think it's a huge testament to Limerick that they've come through without a you know player of the caliber of Finn. Yeah, and even in the Munster final when Casey had to go off and Hannon, that and they were under pressure the last ten minutes. That, like there was a few you know, heroic blocks or whatever from the back line. Like there was no, they weren't going to wilt in, in the sense like the if Clare were going to get a score, they were going to earn it. And that's uh, you know a testament to the lads coming in as well and to the rest of the players that they're not thrown off kilter by losing one or two players through major injury, which often teams can be, you know. Um, senior centre back go, and then also Casey go in the space of of whatever ten minutes of hurling like can affect the team, but they seem to, you know, as you said, kind of react quite well to it. And uh, yeah, I suppose like it's funny in the second half of the Galway game, you would never notice Limerick were missing anyone. That the way the backline looks so comfortable, I suppose it'll only be if they're under real pressure will there will cracks appear. Like and as you said, they're kind of at the end of. Um, if they get another injury, like it'll be questions like, are they going to have to rejig the back line? Because uh, in terms of full back line players, like you know, you're talking uh, Finn, if English is out, Aaron Costello is probably the next uh, in. I'd say you know, who hasn't had much to play this year. Yeah, like yeah. it's tough one, I suppose. Uh, the other end, then with Blanchfield injured, I was just wondering, would Keane Kenny start and maybe Fogarty drop back into the half back line? Fogarty played a lot of hurling in the backs. I was just surprised this year. I was going to ask Charlie about it. Was uh, I thought Keane Kenny would be a shoe in to start this year? And even when he went against Clare, he did bring a bit of energy to the middle as teams were tiring. And, and he showed a lot of promise last year, him. didn't he? Especially end yeah, of the year. Yeah, You'd have thought like he'd have been, he'd have been, you know, shooting this year. But maybe I suppose uh, Derek Ling is kind of looking at it and thinking if Kilkenny are there with ten minutes to go in games to not just to bring on the the kind of let's say the older, more experienced players to have a bit of youth and energy as well to come in too. Um, but you just with Blanchfield injured, does that test that now? You know, will he have to go with King Kenny from the start? Maybe and drop forward back. You just wonder. You know, sometimes uh, the injury is more what happens not having the guy in the bench, even with Jason Flynn for Galway the last day, just not having somebody to bring in uh, mightn't affect the start in 15, but it might affect with 10, 15 minutes to go uh, when you turn around to see who's next man in. But uh, yeah, look, it, it, it's going to be, as you said, Kilkenny just going to make this a tight game. I, I do think Limerick a better team. I think Kilkenny the last day were, were heavily reliant on freeze from TJ and also Cody. The other four, four forwards, like even TJ from play, let's say, he's no longer a scoring force from play. Still brilliant to win ball, win freeze, and best free taker in the country, without a doubt. Um, just from, you know, conceding a free from, from let's say, from your own 65, or from, from their 65 up, like, is, is basically his score. You know, he's, he's a stat accurate. Mark was saying last week he's 90-something percent scoring average and freeze. Yeah. And, like, that, that includes freeze that drop short as well from distance. You know what I mean? They're just points for a freeze so just shows um the threat he is and i just think Kenny need more from the other forwards like they can't the next like owen cody may not score uh two six whatever it is the next day they're going to need other less to sh- step up um i think adrian mullen could be a factor he as you know was out injured for a while got that game under his belt the last day at times his delivery was excellent um i just see it, if Kenny are kind of to win this game they're going to have to maybe win midfield and um, he's probably the, the, the man there himself and Fogarty have been a good partnership so far Fogarty more from the defensive point and uh, then Mullen from the attacking point in midfield 
and uh, you just wonder like they need a huge game from him I think uh, if they are to beat Limerick and yeah I think with um, on Cody and TJ I suppose like the maybe 80% of scores came from them two guys in the in the Clare game and I agree they're going to need a lot more especially from maybe the half hour down midfield but I think Mullen you know he was out for a good couple of weeks I'm sure that game is going to sad to him you know he's going to get back up to the speed of it um but I think look at the subs Kenny has to bring on. Like other teams are bringing on younger guys, you know, with very little experience. And you know, they're, I suppose they're bringing in legs is mostly what they're bringing. But I suppose you look at the options Kenny have, like the likes of Walter and and Hogan, and you know, these guys that have Jesus probably between them, you know, hundreds of caps. Uh, and to be able to bring these guys on with you know ten minutes or so to go. To try and turn the game, you know, I think it's incredible that just to have that option. Um, okay, they mightn't be the, they mightn't bring you the pace that other, you know, younger f- players will bring, but just the experience, just to pull a game through. And I think, you know, when Richie Hogan came on against Clare, I think you really upset, unsettled the Clare backs just because they know, I suppose, how dangerous he is or and and can be. And uh, you know, I think, um, you know, the likes of Walter coming on there to potentially run straight at go at, at defences, you know, maybe with 10 or 15 minutes left to go. It's, uh, you know, I think if you're in that team, you, he's not a player you want to see coming onto the pitch. And I think as well with uh, with Galway the last day, when they were in trouble to win, winning puckouts, they didn't have somebody like Walter Walsh who can, who's really strong in the air to come in. So if Kilkenny are in trouble there, like they always have that plan that a man can go on and they can target on a puckout, especially if Limerick are pushing up and they have to go along and, and they aren't having much joy. Um, yeah, it's just, I suppose, the last, um, like the likes of Tom Phelan, who had had a good Leinster campaign, uh, he needs to really step it up now for the, for the final. Uh, Martin Keown as well, these boys kind of shun through Leinster, but I just thought, you know, uh, in the Ireland semi-final, you know, they, 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 like, they, they kind of wilted a small bit as the game went on. And uh, now, as you said, though, he had the options to bring on from the bench, like, to, especially with 10 minutes to go. Um, and uh, as we said earlier, like, not just the older experienced guys, but having that bit of legs as well is important too. No, I know we could say like, you know, we, we we talked about Limerick and their, I suppose, scraping two games. The one question mark I would have over Kilkenny looking at, I suppose, this year's games, well, to go back to the Wexford game, Kilkenny got into, you know, got two early goals. They were seven points up, but maybe 15 minutes gone in the first half. But yes, Wexford went in, I think it was a point or two up at half time. And it was that turnaround from being seven up to, to basically switching off, Wexford got two goals uh, and to be going in behind. I think we, we'll bring that forward to the Leinster final. Kilkenny were incredible in the first half, but there was a 10-point swing in that second half where Galway turned around at eight-point deficit at half-time to go two up into at a time. Okay, and uh, maybe I suppose a, a fortuitous, as Charlie said earlier, you do need luck along the way, and I suppose they got luck that day as well, where, you know, Mannion, you know, tries to boot the ball as far as he can and falls into to Buckley and, you know, he slots it home. Well taken goal, but I suppose it was in, in ways fortuitous. I suppose that's one thing, if I was a Kilkenny supporter, is these lapses where they start the game, you know, at a rate of knots, but switch off for a period and let teams back into it. And I suppose mm-hmm. that's one thing that would, would concern me if I was, was Derek Ling going into the weekend. And the danger is that they can see goals during those spells. Like they've kind of gotten away with it. Even against Clare, there was a seven point turnaround in let's say fifteen minutes. And there was that chance where uh, one Murphy saved. And I think uh, I think it was really two Clare lads got in the way on the rebound of each other. Like if Clare had tapped in a goal while they were on top as well at that stage to maybe go five, six up, 
So, so yeah, it is a worrying thing for Kilkenny that they're having these huge lapses, and you know, it, it's they're, they're turning around, as you said, there, ten point turnaround Leinster final, seven point turnaround semi final against Wexford. It was ten points wiped in five minutes, nearly. Mark was just one thing with with the Hawkeye sidekick name. Have any of you had doubts about Hawkeye here? I know. I, I've I've had it since 2014. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> Rory, even <laughs> the minor game with Galway, that's how this Hawkeye psychic got christened. It was was literally looking mm-hmm. straight towards it. Looked like a point. Was flagged wide, obviously, and that's how Hawkeye psychic the the name kind of stuck, really. So yeah, I, to be honest, with you, Mike Collins, I, I do have. I'm very wary of it, um, particularly with yeah. side angle mm-hmm. shots. Yeah, you the Galway Derry game last year as well, which was shown. And then a couple of times this year, it's come up uh, data on available or whatever. I just wondering as well, like even the there was one the very first hockey the last day were on Cody. Now I couldn't tell, and I was kind of behind it whether it was uh, point. It was it looked like it was over the post to me whether it was a point or not. But where they showed it when they came up on the screen, where they showed the ball going through, definitely wasn't where it was. It was higher and up further left. You get me. So I just kind of wonder sometimes, like, so, uh, you know, the spot where the ball went in, it definitely wasn't that spot, because I was, as I said, I was behind the ball and it was swinging right to left. Yeah, so I just have doubts about it, like, and, and so it's just something that's so crucial that the game could be decided on it, and it's something that you'd want 100% certainty in. I know the tennis, um, see, the tennis, you have a smaller venue, and they have cameras all around it or whatever. It's just, I think, like, big open area, like Hill 16, and you just wonder there, like where where the hockey cameras are situated and stuff. I, I don't know. It's just something that that I just thought of from the semi final, where I just uh, yeah, I, I I was shocked at where they actually put the slitter. Mm. Let's say, and for an Ireland final, you want these things to be perfect. Absolutely. Like. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, in fairness, it's a big day for John Keenan and his umpires in it, and the officiating crew. I suppose guys been all of John Johnny Keenan for. His monster final performance last year. I suppose we're expecting similar here, are we? Free flowing game from minute one. Uh, I think so because um, you know you looked at that final last year, the monster final. Like it was one of the games. It was a game for the ages. Like you know, and I think uh, the, look, there was hits in it. There was possibly yellow card offenses that weren't given. But I don't think either set of fans left that stadium that day complaining, you know, over certain you know potential cards. Keenan let it go. You know, he, he faced the consequences after it. You know, I think he didn't referee a game for the bones of 10, 11 months. But I don't think he's nothing to lose here. He's due to retire. He turns 50. He can't referee into county games anymore. I, I don't think he's nothing to lose. So why yeah. not go out uh, and try and be you know, the, you know, the referee of, one, of the potentially one of the best finals in, in years gone by? And I suppose we don't, as long as we're not talking about the referee at the end of the game, I suppose that's, a sign of a, you know, when the referees played, had a good game, is where we're not talking about him. But I think I don't like. I think Keenan has. I think he's been a very. I suppose over the years, I think he's been a very good referee. Um, I think he's been consistent. You know, I suppose you know we've been talking about referees a lot this year, and it's probably Fergal Horgan after stepping away, and now Keenan, and I think there's one or two more to go in the next few years. I think Paul's wire isn't far behind either. Jesus, what what's left? You know, I think it's um. It's worrying times um, regarding referees, especially at the top le- top level. I think the question Sunday is: Will Will Keenan ref it the way he likes the game, or is he under strict instructions now? And after last year, to you know, kind of rule it not to the letter of the law, but you know, not let let so much go. Because I suppose the dangerous of us being a final players are wound up, and there's a nervous energy there that if he does let things go or in the final early, that he's going to end up with you know a lot of incidents that. You know, he'd be probably he'd prefer to avoid. 
So uh, I suppose it, it's a big day for him as well. Like he, he's to be thinking about how he's going to approach it. People want a spectacle for the Ireland final as well, as we saw the last year's Munster final. But he has to be. There's a fine line, I suppose, and, and only the best referees know. Um, you know, Fergal Horgan was very good at that as well, letting it go as much as possible, but also, you know, not letting it get out of out of hand or out of control, and not having incident after incident because. You know, you don't want those to be the talking points. You want the scores and goals and hooks and blocks and everything to be talking about rather than, you know, was it a potential red card or not red card or, you know, unsavory stuff and kind of sideline things like that. So, yeah, it's a fine line. I look, I, I suppose I'm, I'm delighted to see that he was appointed for it, like, because he's, I think he is a standout referee over the last couple of years. And especially last year, I felt he was hard done by in how he was treated after because, like, 90, 99% of the hurling people enjoyed, you know, what they saw in the Munster final. And it was, Whatever officials in Crow Park, anyway, or the referees' authority, like, were, were the ones who had the opposite view. And Keenan kind of suffered as a result, I suppose, not getting another game. Apologies, guys. We had a massive uh, Wi Fi issue here, anyway. Uh, no, Charlie Hart, Carter also had big connectivity issues. So, um, so apologies on the live video stream absence here of Charlie. Um, guys, I'm just thinking in terms of some of the key matchups here. We'll go on. We, we got the hint. We, we got the hint on the matchups. I think for me, the. <laughs> The two, I suppose, we, we've probably touched them already, is I, the two forwards that we've, you know, in, in Aaron Galan and, and Owen Cody. And I suppose it's the form they're bringing into the game. I, I suppose I saw Owen Cody up front. was at that Wexford game uh, earlier in the year. And, you know, he scored 3-1 that day. And he was incredible. Just the pace he has. And I think even looking back to the last day, like the points he scored were from all over, you know, all sorts of angles. And like he's only 22. You know, I suppose it, it's better he's going to get um, and I think this year he's really stood up and put his hand up. I suppose he has experience of big days with Ballyhale. Who do you who do you put in them, Kieran? I suppose Limerick historically don't don't man mark. So I think if Sean Finn had played, Sean Finn would have been marking straight away. I don't see Mike Casey or or Barry Nash picking him up. I don't know potentially. I know it's hard to know. It's really hard to know. I think I think TJ Reid, um, Dan Morrissey, you know, will, will, will go on TJ. You've also yeah. Mossy Keown yeah. there as, a, as an aerial threat to, to look after as well. Mm. So I think they might go Mike Casey. On, yeah, they probably will have to, Mike yeah. Because I think Dan would be a good match for TJ Reid. Connor Cleary, like from play, did, did reasonably well. It grew into the second half on the last day. And, you know, just stopping him winning that aerial ball, TJ, because like, he, he's very good to offload it. Um, so, you know, that's that's probably, yeah, they're probably the two matchups we'll see. Sure. Uh, also, like, Limerick won't really want Barry Nash and a man marking role either, you'd imagine, because he's so important bringing out the ball. Yeah, I think as well for Dan, like, TJ will, you know, I suppose we saw on the last day, he was, I suppose, getting out the field, doing a lot, you know, doing a lot of work. And I suppose at times, you know, it, it might leave Dan free. Um, I suppose, you know, if Uncody or, or Massey Kuhn are in there to, to assist Casey, but... I think, like to me, Cody and Galan are going to be the real handfuls um, to for the vote managers to to try and come up with a way of of um of holding them. Charlie, who would you put on um, Galan? Oh, it's only one man for Galan. That's you, Lawler. Um, after yeah. So I said, Mike, move to Mikey Butler, pick up uh, uh, Peter Casey and Tommy Wilkes for for uh, what? Flanagan. Yeah, Flanagan. Um, I'd already. Find which of the cornerbacks pick up who and it's, it's definitely Hugh all day long for Galan. He's long, he's a big reach as well, uh, Hugh. And you often see Galan kind of leaning back and putting one over his shoulder, you know. And uh, I mean, one thing about Hugh Lawler, he's a savage reach and he, you know, 
if you can, you know, if you're you're a forward, you can stop one of them two shots early in the game. You're going to, you're going to pose the doubts in, in the player's head. You know what I mean? So, uh, I'm gonna and look, but I know Glenn scored three or four points last year. But she had a decent game on him, and uh, I don't think we have anyone better. Mark, anyone that. Yeah. As regards, yeah, my my view you know, is, is like. If he scores guess, three, four points, my guess you'll probably pick up the phone call depot. I'm not sure if he's good enough to mark yeah. It's uh, hard to see Barry Nash picking up because Barry likes to saunter up the field every now and again, so that would limit his uh, excursion to the field. So, yeah, uh, no, I know Mike is talking everything, but you just don't know that. That's good. How he has speed and he has some other orange as well, skill. Yeah, so it's, mm. it's really hard to have his skin first of the chance. Yeah, but I look, I was listening to you there while I was off, and then well, Kikini do need to get more of that half hour line. But certainly, John Donnelly didn't have a great game the last day. Billy Ryan drifted in and out, and obviously got the little vital flick for, for, the, for the goal that Sean Cody got. And um, Massey just, you know, that Massey hadn't done a whole lot of hurling in the last month or six weeks since the extra game. So he'd be hoping Massey and Adrian Mullen will, will uh, kick on from that game. But definitely, like Tom Field and Billy Ryan, John Donnelly will have to up the Promise us from the semi final. Yeah. We'll, we'll, the 37 title won't be going back this year. Yeah, I was just saying as well, like last year, uh, this was a one thing Clare have done well against Limerick is working back Ryan Taylor and David Fitzgerald working back into the half back line, which Kilkenny probably didn't do as well last year at times and left the, the Limerick half hour line, gave them too much space then. Yeah, well, look at King uh, Kenny's going to have some role to play, whether it be a starting role or, or, or come on the bench now last year he just wasn't uh, physically enough physically old enough and strong enough uh, to go up again the, the lads were I mean he's another younger he's, but he's kind of our keen Lynch for one word he hurts the very same way he, you know he has a little yeah. wisp uh, does the spectacular you don't know what he's going to do we shoot a couple of two or three points if, if given the opportunity uh, usually takes the right uh, options and uh, full of energy and um, you know, I suppose we have the few lads that are serious. Um, yeah, all I won't call them all heads, but you know, around the, around the while and experience. But this guy is just, um, yeah, I just like him as a horror. And this kind of lad, I'd love to see playing corner forward and drift out and then see what he can do. You know, similar to kind of what Peter Casey doing for Limerick. Something. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Would you see any areas you target like for, for watching Limerick you know, over the month championship this year? If you were to see areas you think you might be able to exploit, I'll say, look, anyone want to be landing the ball down at the, on the Limerick half back line? You know, I mean, you're, you're talking with the puck going, they might go short and you know, I mean, they might be trying to work a short one out to try and go long then and get it over to make the half back line turn. But you certainly don't want to be thrown down on that. Uh, Burns, uh, Hannon, or, or Dunno, and he is one there because there are three, yeah, three savage guys in there. So, um, you know, they were trying to get they were trying to get that half back turn, and you could see another one being lobbed in high, and, and uh, chances between TJ and uh, and Dan Morrissey and Nature's Square. So, uh, you know, everything will be tried out here in the game just to see if there's any little mm. kink in the team, and, and you know, I'm sure. Ron Cody will be fed a few balls to see can he get the better of uh, Mike Casey and, you know that's and it's often if you can get if, as a forward if you can get that first ball and do some constructive way it's a huge uh, you know you, you're off then for the day but like, any forward if you do the first one you're under a bit of pressure then with the second one coming in but 
you know, I suppose the key area is going to be there on that centre field. Like, uh, we got totally blown out of the water in centre field last year. Totally blown apart there. Um, we just didn't have, just didn't work. And uh, we didn't have backup, maybe as we have this year. So I'm sure Derek will go back over last year's All-Ireland final and with a, with a fine home and, and, and look at areas where Kenny did well and areas where, you know, not so well. And well, I hope to God is that someone goes with uh, Hegarty, you know. Uh, from the start, and, um, that was a huge problem last year for the beginning, and it wasn't addressed during the game. One thing about Hegarty, I don't this year, I suppose the farm has been maybe earlier in the year a little bit questionable, but I suppose he does have the, the reputation of being a big player and on the big day, and he turns up on the big day. And I suppose you know, Ling isn't going to take the, the chance on him not you know performing to maybe the heights he performed last year, and I suppose he is going to have to take special attention, isn't he? He's a serious, serious operator. Okay, you know I mean his form has dropped a little bit this year, but you know I mean form has been pretty classic permanent, and we, know, we all know what he can do. And, and he seems to like the big occasion too. The bigger the occasion, the, the better he, yeah. he rises to it. Like so, um, he'll be looking forward to this. You know, has, has taken a few little knocks and criticism during the year, but yeah, you know, he's a serious operator, and uh, I wouldn't like to be given the freedom of the park again today. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Suppose, guys, can we get a few predictions from you? Um, suppose, Charlie, we'll start with you first. Being a proud Kilkenny man, can you see the All Ireland going to River North? Uh, look, for Kilkenny to win, I think we'll have to score three goals. Um, this is a big ask for him. We won't have to score points, I think, against Limerick, so we'll have to get three and try and hold Limerick to one. I know you were saying, I could hear you saying, hold Limerick to one and Kilkenny score two. I think we might have to score a third one to, to get over the line. Uh, it's a big ask, but, uh, you know, in that full forward line, I think we have serious match winners. Um, look, Kenny will have the hurl better than the hurl all this year, so they will have to up their performance again. So it's patches of, of all the games this year where they, they dropped off for 10 or 15s, and, you know, you don't win a, you don't win all the final by uh, dropping off for 10 or 15 minutes. But if they can bring, you know, if they can produce their best performance of the year and produce it, and uh, you know they're definitely in with his shows. Definitely in with his shows. Um, you know the bookies don't do to get around. I think it was four to eleven and eleven to four. Uh, Kenny. So that sounds like about a seven or eight point victory for for Limerick according to Paddy Power. Anyway, but uh, I think we might be a little closer than that. So for me, look, so too. <laughs> <laughs> look, but everything will have to go all right, and we'll have to get huge performance. We'll have to get two or three goals, and if that happens. You know, it'll be the 37th title will be coming back to the north. Very good. Rory, can we get you in there? I suppose you're probably the neutral in all this tonight. Who do you feel this will be winning Lima Party on Sunday at 5 o'clock? Yeah, I just I just think Limerick, I know it's hard to base looking at two semi-finals, but I just think Limerick, uh, they haven't had those lapses like Kenny have had. Uh, and the danger is when Kenny have a lapse if Limerick throw a couple of goals in there during that spell, which, you know... Could have happened in the semi-final. Um, look, it's going to be the only thing with Kenny, as we know, it's going to be right down to the wire with him. Like, uh, this isn't going to be, a, a, as Charlie was saying, seven or eight points. I don't see that at all. But I, I just think maybe Limerick might get through it. As I said, I was very worried for the Munster Championship. Um, you know, they definitely looked like they were, you know, I don't want to say in decline at the time, but they looked tired and they looked they were lacking a bit of freshness. But I think they've got that back. 
So I think they're going to be very hard to beat. Uh, last year, I gave you the old Hegarty man of the match at 10 to 1. Uh, this year, I'm going to say Tom Morrissey because Hegarty will be watched so much. Tom Morrissey might do a bit of damage over the other side. Or for Kilkenny point of view, Adrian Mullen is 20 to 1 man of the match. And if Kilkenny are to win, he's going to have to have a major game. So there's my, there's my uh, two tips for the weekend. But yeah, maybe Limerick just to shade it. But yeah, after both semi-finals, I thought Limerick were going to, you know, I, I, I just I couldn't see Kilkenny winning. But as the game's getting closer, I'm looking back over it, and maybe Kilkenny exploiting those couple of injuries Limerick have in the back line. Kilkenny full forward line, as Charlie was saying, getting in the goals, three goals, maybe four if they have to. But uh, it certainly has happened in All Ireland before, you know. And uh, remember Walter Walsh coming in and replays, throwing three goals there out of the blue. So, um, yeah, look, I'll give Kilkenny a shot, but. I, I just think Limerick might share it. Okay. And Kieran? Yeah, I, I'm all about, um, you know, motivations. And I think last year when Limerick played Kilkenny, John Coyley would have been using 2019 as the, the stick to beat the team with. You know, the, this guy, these guys knocked you out. And, you know, I suppose there was other storylines the same day. But, you know, I think this year the motivations, okay, Limerick, the obvious one, winning four in a row. But for me, the... the Kenny will want to stop Limerick winning four in a row. You know they they have they're up at that that pearl and they're up there at the with the one of the only or the two teams that have done it. And, and you know what better than for them to stop Limerick doing it? And I think that'll be major motivation. Um, and I think last year they'll feel that you know while I think maybe Limerick I suppose around the field won their own players won their own battles, but there were still only two points in that game, and and it was you know any any any. Any day, there's only two points, a puck of a ball, there's, there's nothing in it. And I suppose we know hurling, you know, and we saw it in the Leinster final. You know, Galway thought they had that game won and, uh, you know, and a goal at the end, the snipes away from. So I, I agree. I don't think it's going to be seven or eight points. I think this, if you're a neutral going to the game, you're going to get your value for money. I think this is going all the way. Um, and I think similar to last year, I, I'd say, you know, a point to three points between both teams. Look, I, I'm... Obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Limerick. I think they've, you know, on your champions, and until you're beaten, I think you you, you get the respect, um, the duty, and I think, you know, Kilkenny, I, I have the height of respect for them, and I suppose admiration. I'm a Limerick man living in Wexford. They mightn't say the same around here about Kilkenny, but I think in Limerick, you know, Kilkenny are admired. And I suppose we, we all grew up watching the Kilkenny, and you know, in the, in the early 2000s, and how good they were, and I suppose. We never thought we'd even win one All Ireland. If the mind get, get to the position we're in today, so look, I think I, I'm gonna say Limerick to to, to win it, but I, I, I say Limerick to Roy. I think a point two between the two teams. Yeah, that's great, guys. Guys, we might wrap it up there. Uh, apologies for some of the technical issues tonight, but many thanks, Charlie, for coming on tonight. It was a magnificent insight as always uh, from yourself. You know, such a legend of the game, and many thanks to Roy and Karen as well. I suppose next week. We will probably dissect uh, the All-Ireland final anyway and maybe get your verdicts on the All-Star uh, All-Star awards and maybe player of the year, guys. But I suppose until then, lads, enjoy the game on Sunday and uh, may the best team win. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked what you heard in this podcast, why not subscribe to the Hawkeye Psychic podcast on either Amazon, Spotify, YouTube or Twitter platforms. You can also follow me at Hawkeye Psychic on Facebook and Twitter for the latest sporting opinions, articles and reports.